Hello and welcome to the Fabulous by Design podcast. I'm your host, Evie. I am excited you are listening today. This show inspires and empowers you to take the next step towards a life you can't stop thinking about. I am bringing in people from all over the world with authentic and inspiring stories. People who change their lives from good to better, from miserable to great, turned strategy into hope and became successful entrepreneurs and business owners, living their dream life on their own terms. Grab your favorite note-taking device, lean back and get inspired. I believe that everything you need to create the life of your dreams is already within you. I'm saying this more often, but today I want to express again my gratitude to be able to work in the online space that allows me to meet amazing people all over the globe and have them share your stories, dear listener, to inspire you, to help you through one one or other thing in your life, in your business, and help you move forward. Today, I'm connecting to all the way to the UK with Helen. She is a sales and strategy coach, teaching coaches sophisticated sales and profitable messaging in a simple and strategic way. Hi, dear Helen. Please tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got into the work you are doing today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Ivy. I'm really appreciative that um, you have me as a guest on your podcast. So, Yes, how I'm a sales and strategy coach, as you said, and really I love to work with impact-led, very talented women who really need to be seen out there and to get their skills out there. And I absolutely love what I do because it really does make a huge impact. It's introducing those cornerstone skills that are often forgotten and that will accelerate your growth. And I just, I'm so grateful that I get to do this because the results are great. And I, you know, I get the joy of seeing my, my coaches absolutely flourish from learning those skills. So you asked me, how did I get here? It's been quite a long journey, Ivy. It's really been like, I've been an entrepreneur for 21 years. I started, um, well, I've been in sales, sorry, I've been in sales for 21 years and I started my first solo business. So I became an entrepreneur 19 years ago um, and came out of finance. So I was working um, as a chartered accountant at PricewaterhouseCoopers, one of the big five accountancy firms. I really hated it. I really, really was not a great accountant, much more of a people person, but moved sideways into financial recruitment. So helping people find their dream job and really at the time, um, I it was just something that I kind of had this gut feeling would be the right thing for me, more people-based, more client-based, and I was really good at it. And so after 18 months, I decided to leave the company that I'd been hired by and set up my own company. So this was my first of four businesses that I've had and that I've built from scratch, um, two of which I've taken to six figures. That was one of them. And really... I've just built businesses around the particular points in my life at the time, especially around what was right for my family. I've got two boys. And um, yeah, so I've had a, a few different things going on, but I've always had success. And we talked about this when we were chatting a couple of weeks ago. Um, but it's just, it's been a fantastic journey, but it's been a long one. And I really, I love to talk about this because I think so many people don't really know where they're heading and perhaps they're feeling some sort of level of impatience. They feel they should be there where they want to be um, already and they're not. 
And really, I am absolutely walking the walk when it comes to the long term game plan for my business. But I'm here where I am absolutely supposed to be. I am obsessed with my clients. I love what I do. Like I said, I get to have this massive impact in their business. And it has brought together all the skills that I've learned over the last 21 years of sales, very, very sophisticated client-focused sales, um, where there's no sort of form of aggression, no pushiness, um, desperation, all those things. Also having worked in the online business space for the last four years, particularly helping like hundreds of, of people to grow online, really having a passion and a love for messaging and language and the nuances and you know how you can really bring that onto social media and other places so it's all come together and it's where I'm supposed to be but yeah it's been it's been a journey a great a really interesting one it is it is that's why I have you here I have uh, many many questions Helen I would love to ask you but I would like to take you back to the time when you left the corporate uh, world when you said you know, uh, I'm good at this, what I'm doing, and I want to give it a go myself. What Mm -hmm. has inspired you? Why did you, why didn't you stay in the comfort of the corporate world? Why did you even seek to, you know, to start designing your life on your own terms? You know, it's really funny because I, it was the first time and it's the first of many times since then that I have leapt into doing something without really putting too much thought behind it. And I have, worried about it later and it's it's just the way my brain operates there's nothing I can do about it at all (laughs) but um I kind of I always have this confidence that I will somehow make it work I think that comes from having a great support system in like my husband and my family so I think that's been really helpful not that I would ever kind of go well I never approached it with well if it doesn't work he's going to support me because financially that was not the objective whatsoever but it was the emotional support that I've had and the support to say yes you can absolutely do it but I what really happened was a strategic decision I realized that I was successful at what I did I absolutely loved helping find people jobs and pairing the right clients with the right job find pairing the right job with the right client and listening to what my clients needed, both the companies that were hiring and also the clients who were really looking for for a change of career. And I was really good. And I thought, well, hang on a second. This kind of logical thing to do is go and do this myself where I'm not employed by someone else and I can actually be in charge and in control of earning everything from that business. So it was a financially strategic decision at that point. I was really like, this is crazy, me staying where I am when I can actually take my skill. But it did mean that even though I'd been doing it for 18 months very successfully, it meant that I did have to start from scratch because I had to literally construct a business from scratch. I'd never done that before. I was 26 years old, you know, needed a website. I needed like a tech systems behind me to kind of manage everything. Um, and back then, <laughs> so this is aging me, back then, like websites were such a big deal. I mean, remember it costing me £5,000 at the time oh, to create mm-hmm. a website. And like now, obviously, you can do it for free. And it was a big thing. And I really was committed to the growth of my business from day one. But having to do it from scratch, having to go out, find new clients, 
um, you know, build off the reputation that I had. I couldn't take any of my clients with me because obviously under contract, I wasn't allowed to do that. So yeah, I wasn't afraid to start from scratch. And I just, um, yeah, I just went for it from a strategic point of view. I knew that it was the smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. So you literally felt it's time for a change and you did it without considering. You, I love what you said. That I was I worried later about it. And I kind of can relate to that, that I am a very impulsive person. And if I just said something to my mind, I'll be like, I'm going to do it, whatever it costs. Yeah. And I just, you know, always try to figure it out along the way, how to make it smooth for myself, right? Because if we start overthinking it, usually... You know, uh, there are many, many reasons our uh, people tell us that why we shouldn't, right? So Mm -hmm. I love what you said, that you said you, um, yeah, you wore it later. So starting something from scratch, I've been there, Mm -hmm. you've been there, we know how that is. Was it ever scary for you? Was that ever a thing where you said like, oh my God, I I mean, you mentioned this, you had support systems. Many people don't have that. And it's just a blessing to have someone who understands or tries to understand and support mentally. Have you ever, you know, had a moment where you said, oh my God, I've never should have done that? Honestly, no, because that's the, the straight up answer, because every decision has been made, even though it was made quickly, it was made in a in a sensible way with the you know there was a, a logic behind it and i think making quick decisions is one of the you know the power traits of a successful entrepreneur because you really do have to make a lot of decisions and when you're an entrepreneur you have to make them on your own okay i am fortunate you know i had my my partner at the time now my husband to kind of bounce things off and we discussed it and we could talk about it but you know, it was always, well, look, this is, this is right. I have to make it work. Um, so the, you know, the second business that I started completely different when I'd had my boys, I actually started a wedding cake design company and um, it became award-winning, but at the time I just liked baking cakes at home. I did not know how to make a wedding cake. I just loved it. I wanted that creative side and it worked around my family at the time. So again, started from scratch, but it was the decision around this is what is right for my family at the time this is working while my boys are tiny and I can still take them to school and be a present mom and all that kind of thing so I was never really scared because I just didn't give myself a choice like you know that's kind of the realization as I'm saying it it was literally because I didn't give myself a choice I had to do everything I could to make it work and that meant investing in a lot of learning you know, going and learning in that example, how to make wedding cakes. I attended so many courses, invested a lot of money and time into perfecting my skills. And, you know, I made really artistic cakes. I learned that craft over seven years um, and really enjoyed it. So it was a case of like, this is the right decision at this point in my life. Um, this is the option I'm going to go for. And I'm going to commit and go all in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Powerful. I'm sure you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think many, many people who are listening right now would be like, oh my God, I would love to have this commitment. I would love to be able to commit quickly to something and mm-hmm. not to look back anymore. This is what you did. How do we commit to the best? What would you advise someone who, you know, maybe struggling with, because if we don't commit, we get nowhere, right? If there is no plan, if there is no something we commit to, we get nowhere. 
what would you advise to someone who is struggling to commit to their future projects? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's actually something that I deal with all of my clients that come to me now because it is having that strategic plan and it's having complete clarity over what you do and where you go. And with that comes so much confidence in yourself because you know the path that you're about to go on. You've committed to it, so you become an expert in what you do. And your audience and community will start to see your confidence and that will give them confidence in you and it will also give them complete clarity in how you can help them specifically so having that like clarity over exactly what you do and then really focusing on that and committing to it is absolutely what served me best as a sales and strategy coach now you know I love messaging and I love sales sales is really kind of like the undercurrent the messaging side which is how you communicate and build relationships everywhere that you show up, um, how you actually connect with your future clients and your current community. That is the key. And I've committed so much to that and to really perfecting what I do or becoming as close to perfection as what I do. I don't believe we ever become an expert. There's always room for growth. But if you can commit to like honing your craft, mastering what you do, your clients or, who you know, your future um, clients will absolutely be served in the best way possible. And you'll become the expert. You'll become the, the authority, the go to person. But you do have to decide. You have to make those decisions. Well, what am I going to do? And I think especially at the beginning of my kind of coaching journey, I definitely was confused. I know a lot of people are like, where do I go? I can do all these different things, or I think I can do two or three different things. And it definitely took me a while to refine down to exactly what I do now. And a lot of that is just practice and trial and error. You know, you you have to try things out. You have to make sure you're doing things that are true to you. You have to make sure that you're not necessarily just doing something or focusing on a skill because you think that that's going to work or a coach you've seen like three years ahead of you is being successful with that. I've tried that, trust me, and it definitely did not work. So you've got to find your own path. And that takes trial and error. That takes practice. It takes willingness to make a mistake to fail and then admit that perhaps you need to pivot and refine and then committing to that and then the magic happens you know Ivy it's like you get so excited about what you do because you are providing such a high level of service and you're loving it at the same time Mm -hmm. absolutely I think I love that you mentioned that so openly and be like you know not everybody has the the idea from day one and even if you have it i think it's so impossible to put it straight away into words right to put it straight away into potentially a framework potentially into a program or into a course whatever it is and when we spoke earlier you said getting a business off the ground just takes time and there is you know no rush potential there is only mm-hmm. commitment. And what I so often hear is when people, I find commitment is a very strong word, right? And when people say they committed or they make a sacrifice or they invest time or money, all sounds so dramatic, right? It sounds so like, oh my gosh, you've, you've really done something. You made a decision. And when I ask them later, like, oh, great, but how are you going to, like, do you have a plan? How are you going to get there? 
And then people start being casual about their goals, feeling like, you know, oh, I don't know, I'll just see, I'll try, you know, and see mm -hmm. where it gets me. And I think this is the moment where we don't speak about commitment, but actually fear to commit, right? If there mm -hmm. is no plan, if we don't want to really see it, what's in front of us. And I think this scares a lot of people away from even starting a business or pivot, as you say, or to look left and right and to be open to a new path, potentially, if needed, right? So, and you mentioned as well that resilience was something that you've been building over a time that made you really, this strong character you are right now, I would say almost un unshakable, right? That yeah. <laughs> there is nothing that can get you off your path. What is resilience for you? What does that mean to you? Um, yeah, so resilience means like being fearless about any potential mistakes that you might make along the way, which are absolutely inevitable. It's mm -hmm. fearlessness over not over starting from scratch and, you know, really kind of going for it. And it, it is that resilience to, and this again comes over time, of not, this is the biggest thing for me, I think, probably not worrying about what other people think and it did take me some time to do that but I definitely have a drive from my upbringing that has really kind of created this resilience inside me and yeah some things do shake me I'm not completely unshakable for sure but um you know it's just about having that that real drive to prove to myself or to have that success because I just knew right from a, a young age, which, and I know this is such a familiar feeling for so many entrepreneurs that they knew they were going to do something great or they had the potential mm -hmm. to live a fantastic life. You know, they weren't just going to sit on the sidelines and let other people just, you know, and watch other people have a life and then just kind of think, oh, that would be nice. They're action takers, you know, the, these are the traits of successful people, however you define that, whatever success means to you. And I kind of I, I've just always had that within me and that desire to be seen to be heard to feel valued um, and I that is my purpose so that is my deep deep purpose is helping women to feel that way about themselves and again everything is so beautifully tied back to what I do because you know the way that I help my clients to articulate clearly what they do through their messaging so that they attract clients so that they have a successful business so they feel empowered so they grow their confidence that messaging and that like confident sales piece that sophisticated sales piece all comes back to this let's help other women to feel the same way that I feel and that is valued and seen and heard and have that sense of achievement feel like they're unstoppable and feel that level of resilience so yeah, it's just it's just all kind of the perfect storm, really. Mm. So it sounds lovely to me. And I think this is something everybody should aim for. This is what is also called the point of no return, right? Once we reach that, that no matter what comes our way, and there will always be something that is going to be, mm -hmm. you know, even either in private life or in business life or smaller, bigger obstacles that come our way that we will be like, oh, my God, not again, but also with that feeling like you know looking at it a little bit and be more like oh you know what let's just get over it let's get done with this and not considering quitting or giving up on your dreams because as you say so many people have potential within them 
but they don't see. And once they discover it, then it's a question how I'm going to bring this, this to the surface, how I'm going to believe in myself, how I'm going to believe that everything I do is just good and it's going to pay off and it's going to work for me, right? And you said it took you some time to get there. May I ask how long? What, to where I am right now? Yes, to to build that resilience and to yeah. become. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna still call you the unshakable person, if I may. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So I think it took me until truly just a year ago, really. And hmm. um, so it's quite a recent kind of thing, and I think it's been like building and building and building. But there was this moment last summer. And I do remember it distinctly where it was one of those light bulb moments that you hear about. And it was literally, I was sitting, having a glass of wine with my husband and I was, um, I looked at my social media and I looked at a couple of posts that I posted and I was like, I don't really want to say that. Or that's that's not, that's really not what I kind of, I, I think I was, co- I'd copied or not copied, but I'd been inspired by another coach's post. And I was like, that's not me. That's not truly me. Mm-hmm. And I looked at this and I turned to my husband and I was laughing. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is so <laughs> stupid. How long am I going to sit here and still be like not speaking my full truth? Am I going to be 60? Am I going to be 70? That's great. I was like, no, this can't go on anymore. It cannot. And I was laughing and that was it. The next day, I was like, no, that's it. I cannot care. What is stopping me? Why am I so bothered? This has got to stop because I'm just not putting myself out there as fully as I could. And I have been absolutely building up to that. So it wasn't like, you know, it was a a complete 180. But it was that the final pieces where I was still holding on to worrying about other people's opinions. Mm -hmm. And since then... Oh my goodness, literally the minute I did that, it's just like everything unlocked. It was kind of like my business got much clearer, the right clients came to me. Um, I started having much more confidence. I had a whole up brand um this time last year. You know, everything just unfolded. And but again, it's like it's level, it's layer upon layer upon layer. It's building this up. And I think it does take time. And I love what you said, like you know, finding what you want to do and being willing to try, being willing to fail and then definitely kind of just keeping going, keeping going. You will get where you're meant to be eventually. Um, You just have to trust that if you're true to yourself and you're doing something that you love, you will. You absolutely will. Mm, Absolutely. I I agree with you. And I can relate to that feeling when you look Mm -hmm. back on old posts. And I think this is what's But I think I know so many people are experiencing this when you, you know, you look for potential inspiration and you end up talking like the person who inspired you. And a couple of days, (laughs) weeks, months later, you're like, oh, my God, holy, my goodness, Um, what have I done? (laughs) Right. Uh But I think, guys, if you're listening to this, you see we have someone here being 19 years um, as an entrepreneur in business. And let me tell you it is so normal everything is okay with you and you will get there it doesn't come overnight and you feel it when it comes right there is a a knowing there is something within you where you say like all right this is it Mm -hmm. absolutely do you know it turns from belief 
into something more and that something more is expectation mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely that's how I describe it yeah mm-hmm. and then you earlier said that you said it's with so much passion and you said I love sales uh-huh <laughs> most of the people <laughs> don't love sales I know <laughs> how do you make people love sales There's so many things I want to say on this. I'm so glad you asked because the first thing I want to say is that a lot of people think they're not in sales. So I could have said that when I'm in recruitment, I'm helping people find their dream job. When I'm making wedding cakes, I'm a baker, I'm a creative. But I was in sales ultimately because I'm selling a product or a service and I have to connect with my customer. Now, I always like to twist things around and say to anyone that doesn't like sales or feels uncomfortable, firstly, there are the whole methods to doing this in a way that is absolutely gentle and buyer empowering, sophisticated. But I want people to think that how about this, this twist on things? If you did not go out and share your skills and your expertise, think about the impact that would be missing from the world. Because truly, I love to deal with, to, to support leaders women who are are impact led who are extremely talented and they're like hiding away because they don't want to sell they feel uncomfortable and I just say you've got to get out there because you're amazing at what you do and I would love people if anyone's listening like and they're kind of feeling very reluctant about selling I'd love you to think about it like that go out and make that impact you're supposed to make but selling is about client built client relationship building it's just about solving a problem it's listening to what your client's problems are and then it's about clearly articulating that through your messaging and that's why most people get stuck with their level of income with their business because they they're not clearly communicating that they're not demonstrating the problem that they solve they're not really showing their audience and future clients that they even have a a problem or a need for them and selling is literally listening it's building that relationship and it's being patient. It's being patient, it's being kind, it's being authentic, and it's just getting to know somebody so that you give your buyer, your future buyer, the opportunity to say yes. If you don't have to ask, they're going to ask you because you've shown so much value through your messaging. You've shown so much kindness and you've given so much that they understand that they need you. And when you do that, it feels so great because your client is ready. Your client will get results. And obviously that's great for you as well. But we want to put our clients in a position where they are so excited to buy. I mean, we all love to buy things we think are going to improve our life, whether that's a great bottle of wine, a good meal out, a fantastic holiday, a lip gloss, investing in coaching, all those things that we we get so excited about. Don't we? we hand that money over and we're like, oh, I can't wait. And that's how you want to get your clients to feel. So you can absolutely sell that way. There is no need to be aggressive, pushy, desperate, all of those things. It doesn't work because when people buy like that, they they give up. They're not ready. They won't get the results that you really desire for them. And that's not good for anybody. Mm-hmm. So just learning how to do it in, yeah, just in a nice, just being a hu- good human being, basically. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. 
I love how you summarize it. So selling, guys, is not sending a message asking, do you want? Because this is uncomfortable. This is weird. And I can relate to this. I would like to share a story of mine if it comes to sales that if I buy clothes, I am, you know, I'm getting out of the, you know, wanting to buy from H&M and what people all wear. I just want to have different clothes. And I am looking, even when I buy a piece, like a t-shirt, a bag, especially now since I'm on vacation where I get to see very, very specific special places that when I go there in the shop, I want to have an experience that Mm -hmm. Something I experienced, something that makes me feel so good that whenever I put that piece on me, that mm-hmm. it will remind me of it. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, and just that whole kind of feeling of there's just a good feeling about that piece of clothing that you've bought. It's just like I bought that because it made me feel good at the time I bought that and I felt so excited about it. And yeah, rather than just taking something off a rack with a thousand other things the same, I agree. Yeah. Okay, you want to get to that point. Yeah, this is it. This is it. Yeah. And there is always feelings connected to it. And I always say, wherever there is resistance, guys, look at it. We don't, you know, we don't roll over walls. We don't run against walls hoping that the hole will appear someday. It's just, you know, so much easy to create a ladder for yourself to climb over it or to walk around it. Right. And this is possible for everybody, I believe. So, To round up this lovely conversation, Helen, and to ask you my most favorite question is, what do people misunderstand the most about you? About me, personally? Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. That is a a good question. What do people misunderstand? Um, I think perhaps, do you know what? I am so open and authentic. I cannot lie. I literally cannot. Like, yeah, it shows on my face. I cannot. I just don't get away with it at all. Like not even with my kids. I'm very, very open. And I think most people can see exactly who I am. And I think perhaps the biggest thing that they don't understand about me is that I am actually quite shy. So I come Mm -hmm. across as very confident. I am confident. I am very confident with my skill set. I am very confident with my clients. I've loved delivering, you know, in a confident way. But I really do quite like to kind of keep myself to myself. And when COVID happened and we were all inside for months, I was quite happy (laughs) secretly with the situation. I was okay, obviously not with the global situation, but personally it wasn't it was okay for me to just have to stay inside or be just with my family I kind of like that Mm -hmm. and I'm very much a homebody definitely and um so there is an element of shyness yeah Mm -hmm. I'm sharing this with you I can completely relate and I love it it. and it's just always I I love asking this question there is always something unexpected that pops to the surface where if people would have listened to you, be like, oh my God, how can she even say she is shy? But yeah, we can be shy and successful and confident at the same time. I agree with yeah, that. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. So no you said that 
building the resilience, knowing exactly where you're heading, being committed all over the years. And only recently you have discovered something where you said, hell yeah, this is it. Now I'm there where I always wanted to be. And you rebranded your business. Mm -hmm. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about what we can expect in the future? Yeah, so I had a huge kind of change over the last three months as we're recording this and kind of at the start of the summer 2023. And I really was starting to get to the point of I could see the burnout coming. I could see it in the distance. And I it took me three months of soul searching, of stopping and pausing and reassessing and being brave enough to ditch the things that I did not want to do that no longer brought me joy because I've always loved, I've been so passionate about every single business that I've had and this one more than any. And it was a very uncomfortable, it was quite upsetting feeling thinking, I don't want to do this. And I couldn't see how I was operating, how that would be sustainable for six months, let alone five years, 10 years. So I reassessed and a lot of that came down to a complete simplification of everything that I do, my day-to-day activities, my weekly calendar. I don't work Mondays and Fridays. It was about simplifying my offers. I only have two core offers and it involved a huge up level in my confidence. Again, it's never ending. We're always, there's always room for more. And along with that came a decision that I needed to communicate that with my audience and had um, I instructed my amazing brand strategist the second time to, yeah, to change our branding so that it reflected all of that around my core four values of simplicity, authenticity, confidence and excellence. And that's what has arrived. And I'm so happy with it. And it completely reflects who I am as a business person now. I move quickly, Ivy, like I really do move at a million miles an hour. As I've probably already demonstrated, I make decisions and I go for it. And it's exactly a great representation of what I want to portray as a coach, as a businesswoman, and to support my clients to do exactly the same because, yeah, I love where I'm at right now. And um, yeah, it was time to, to go for it. I love this. Where can we find you if we want to connect with you? I mean, people don't know yet. Yeah, thank you. So absolutely, yeah. Go on, find me on Instagram. I know you'll put all the links in the show notes, but it's at Helen Tucker. You can drop me, just drop me a DM and say that you've been listening to this podcast. I'm so happy to connect with anybody and just give them a quick tip on their Instagram feed if they want any support on, you know, how does it look or what can I do to improve? I'm so happy to do that. Um, yeah, and there's all the details in there, all the links to all the free kind of resources that I have, my own podcast. I do a free weekly um, coaching call for half an hour and my brand new program, which starts next week. So it's called Impact and it's all about teaching those cornerstone skills, sophisticated sales and clear profitable messaging. And so that's all there. Cool. Thank you. I will definitely put it all down in the show notes. So it's going to be only an easy click to get there wherever you want to go. And with that said, Helen, thank you so much for being my guest. I really enjoyed this conversation. I really, you know, I'm feeling inspired. I'm feeling a little hyped. And this is what I love about podcasting because also from my side, you never stop learning. There is always a little bit you can always take away from a wonderful conversation. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much for being my guest. Oh, thank you so much as well. I've loved this. 
Hey, do you want to create fantastic reels with unique captions quickly? This script has saved me time and brought back the fun of creating reels. The writing, transcript editing and recording program automatically detects errors, arms and speech gaps and much more. I became an affiliate of this script because it eliminates the sucky part of reel and video editing and adds much value to my work as a coach and creator. You can try this script for free by clicking the link in the show notes and reach out to me if you need help with your first edits.